Hello, everyone. Blessings, blessings on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. I know it's the weekend. We have a special, special edition. We are here with Apostle Larry Burchette Jr. We are so excited for him to be on Broken Vessels podcast. This is your host, Latoya Washington. We are so grateful for each and every one of your prayers. This has truly been a blessed week with so many phenomenal guests sharing their testimonies of hope, redemption, and restoration, and sharing that Jesus is the only way. He's the truth and the life. So we thank God for each of you tuning in this week. And we also pray for those who are tuning in today. Please be sure to share as we support our brother in the body of Christ, as he talks about his book and all that God has him and his beautiful wife doing in the kingdom of God. So I know we can't see y'all faces, but please give a round of applause to Apostle Dr. Larry Burchette Jr. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise, praise the <laughs> Lord, sir. Thank you so much for being here on Broken Vessels podcast. We truly, truly appreciate it. Hubby and I were so excited just to hear some of the gems and nuggets that God is going to speak through you to talk about your books and all that God has you doing. We're so excited. It's an honor to be on your broadcast. And I just want to say thank you for thinking about me. I know you can have anybody, but um, it's a blessing to be on, a, be, be on this broadcast on a Saturday afternoon. And I pray that somebody hears something and they'll be blessed. Amen. So, so Apostle Larry, as we said, is a senior pastor of Harvest House Restoration Center. Uh, thank God we met Apostle uh, Larry Burchette and his beautiful wife, Prophetess Dr. Joanna Burchette, through our pastors, Pastor Fontaine Dixon and Veronica Dixon, um, at Elevated Life in Christ. And we met them through our pastors and truly my husband enjoys Apostle Larry. He really does. Um, and we just enjoy the teachings and the instructions. And one of, we're kind of like old school in a way. We like to sit with the old heads, you know, and just and just hear the wisdom and the instruction. So, you know, we don't take it lightly, your presence here today. We appreciate it, sir. So in all that you do, who is Apostle Dr. Larry Burchett, Jr.? <laughs> well that's a really good question and um it's a that's a unique question I, I don't know if anyone has ever asked me that <laughs> before you know um and um in the way that you're asking um but who is who is apostle larry um hopefully I, um when all is said and done people will say that i am a humble man you know i want first of all i want people to say that i'm a man of god and then I want them to say that I was a humble man of God. You know, um, I'm just a servant um, of the most high God. I'm a, I'm a, what'd you say? Um, I'm a vessel, as they say in old church, I'm a sinner saved by grace. You know, that's me. Um, I'm a guy, I'm from Philadelphia. I'm from Southwest Philadelphia, um, born and raised um, next to West Philly with, with uh, Fresh Prince and Will Smith and all of that. But I'm from Philadelphia. Um, and I'm kind of old school as well. You call your, you and your husband, your, your wonderful husband, shout out to him. You know, you say you're old school. I'm kind of old school as well. I was born in the 70s or early 70s. And so um, I grew up um, in an evangelistic church. Um, 
My father, uh, he was a pastor. My mother was a big time spiritual leader. We would call her an evangelist now. Now she's Reverend Dr. You know, Arlene Richardson. And um, so I grew up in a, in a Christian home, but I grew up in the hood. You know, so I grew up um, basically, um, you know, having to uh, fend for myself, you know, outside of the home, so to speak, you know, in the streets, the hard streets. And, I, you know, and, and I won't spend the time talking about that. But, you know, that's part of what shaped me, um, I believe, into the guy that I am now. You know, um, I had to learn how to be a survivor. I had to learn how to be strong, you know, um, and I had to learn how to carry myself um, in every venue. And so I believe that God used all of the things that I went through in the past uh, for who I am now. You know, he knew that one day, you know, he was going to um, groom, he was grooming me uh, to be a spiritual leader. Um, and even though people told me that when I was little, you know, uh, I remember like maybe five, six, seven years old, you know, I remember my old bishop, Bishop um, Baylor, um, um, the late Bishop Baylor, um, you know, he had prophesied, he's going to be a man of God, he's going to preach and he's going to go to the night. But I didn't understand what that meant, you know, and things like that. And my life, even though I was a good, I was a good kid, you know, and I did what my mother and father told me to do, basically. But, you know, I still um, skirted the streets and and um, and kind of did my thing um, out there, you know, with with um, the time that I grew up, the 70s, and 80s and early 90s, you know, I was getting money, you know, grew up during the um, crack you know, drug, all of that, you know, and so everything, you know, talking about getting money and all of that, you know, I was a part of that, you know, all of the females, you know, um, I was, I was, I was in that. Um, and so it was the grace of God um, that brought me um, from that moment in my life, because um, when you willingly walk away from God and you know God, which I did know God as early, as early age, I was a youth minister, all of that, but I willingly um, at some points walked away from God and, and, you know, assimilate myself with my friends, my boys, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Wanted to have the boys, you know, um, God started dealing with me um, and I was having dreams. I was having dreams of um, basically of me being uh, getting killed in my dreams, you know, um, at a certain corner store in Philadelphia. And, and, and you know, and a lot of things happen, which I won't take the time. I know that this broadcast is not about that, you know, but um, a lot of things happened. And, and my friends was, was dying around me and God was just basically um, dealing with me. And he was letting me know in no uncertain terms that if I don't make the right choice, that my um, my life wouldn't be as long as it has been. I'm living right now by his grace, you know. And so that's why um, when people see me going hard for Jesus, when they see me going hard for God, you know, they have to they have to know where I came from. You know, to understand the conviction of the guy that I am today, you know, and on Jesus, you know, um, you know, Christ is what I stand on. You know, all over ground to me is sinking sand. It was God. It was Jesus, you know, that pulled me out, that saved my life, you know, and um, and that's why I'm here today. So uh, one of my favorite scriptures um, in the Bible is humility comes before honor in Proverbs. Um, humility comes before honor. And um, and when God deposited that scripture into my spirit. That, also, that almost became a mantra for me, you know? And so I always remind myself to stay low um, and, and allow God to be the one um, to do the elevation, so to speak. You allow God to do, be the one to do the uncovering, so to speak, you know, because the principles that God um, teaches in the Bible is that when you humble yourself, when you stay meek, low, so to speak, you know, um, he does the pulling, 
you know, and um, um, and as long as what's inside of you is burning um, the way that he wants to wants it to burn, you know, it's no way that he's going to keep that covered or, or, or hidden. Um, so I'm just a man of God. I'm just a servant. Whatever title, whatever people want to give, I'm not worried about that. But um, I'm just a servant of the Most High God. Um, I, I've learned that whatever you, only what you do for God is going to last. All right. Mm -hmm. And no matter if you're building an empire, no matter if you're trying to get all of this money, you're trying to get your name great. I've learned that. And um, ever since I've learned that and God really got a hold of me, I've been running for him. And, um, and I'm here. You know, so I praise God. You know, um, 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 how I got to Carlisle, Pennsylvania, met my, my, my beautiful wife. Shouts out to my beautiful wife, Prophet Dr. Joanna. Yes. I'm sure you're going to have her on your program one of these days. Yes, yes, we will. Amen. <laughs> but um, I was a military, so I was um, active duty military. And, and um, so um, through a course of events, that's how we landed in Carlisle, PA. One day, um, I, we were living in Fort Dix, New Jersey. I was still... Um, under um, um, Bishop Dr. Earl Palmer in Philadelphia, still with that ministry I was with with um, with um, Bishop Palmer for 17 years, served under him, and I had no intentions of leaving, you know. Um, um, but God one day um, spoke to me um, as I was driving to my my duty station that it was time to go. And when I went to him, he said he already know God has spoken to him. Mm -hmm. And so this is history, and we set up, um, you know, the ministry here in Carlisle, PA, in um, 2012. <laughs> Praise God, Amen, Amen, and um, and and God is good. So next year will be ten years, and God is um, doing what He wants to do, Amen, in Central Pennsylvania. And we give God glory, we give God praise, Praise we give God. Him glory. Amen. And you know the reason why we ask that question is because um, I, I notice I can't speak for everyone, but I notice sometimes we get lost when those roles change, and we kind of struggle to know who we are. Once the maybe the title's gone or you're not working that job or, you know, the funds are low. And so our identity, identity, excuse me, kind of shifts. But it's like one thing I appreciate about, you know, previous guests as well as yourself is I know who I am outside if I don't work outside if I, I'm not in the four walls, you know, and that's the that's the reason why we ask that question, because it's to show other people that we know who we are in Christ, regardless, you know, if we are in the four walls or if we're at work or like you said, in the military, I know you were still walking in that calling, even though you weren't specifically at that time, you're being who you are in the military, uh, but who you are in Christ, you knew that. And so I appreciate that because that's an encouragement to those tuning in or uh, listening later. Amen. Amen. So one thing that um, you touched a little bit about it, but is there a specific moment in your spiritual walk where you felt like there's no way God can use me? You know, did you ever experience that or have a moment like that? Definitely. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had a couple experiences like that. Um, well, one thing a lot of people don't know. Well, the name of our church is, is Harvest House Restoration Center. All right. And God gave me that name. I gave us that name, you know, and he gave me that name in a dream, basically, because uh, we were going to name the ministry something else. And God said, no, Harvest House. And we know the scripture, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And so we know that God is going to do it. And he's been doing his thing almost for the last 10 years and people are getting saved. And, you know, and the harvest is very plentiful and the laborers have been few. And that has, that's been true as well. <laughs> but the other part of it um, is Restoration Center, you know, and, and 
that had to be a part of the name is be, uh, because that's how God had dealt with me. He restored me, you know, um, from um, a dull state, from a dirty state, from a reprobate state almost, you know, and so um, he restored me from a lot of different things. And I've been through uh, quite a few things and some of them, or most of them are, are self-inflicted, which probably is the case for most of us. You know, a lot of times things happen in our life and we kind of be mad at everybody else. We get depressed, we blame everybody else, we blame God. But if you look at it, the root really has come from a decision that we made. And so, um, you know, glossing over some of the things that I said earlier from the street and all that kind of stuff. And so what happened is I got, um, uh, had children early, all right? Um, and, and basically I got married kind of early as well. And as a young man, um, you know, what happens is um, when you are in a relationship with someone, um, young men and women, um, and you're young, what happens is you grow up with that person, you know, and so all of the mistakes that you make while you're growing up, you make it while you're with that person. And, and that's exactly what I did, you know, and, um, and, and, and so, you know, basically because of my immaturity, you know, my, my, I was married uh, one time and, um, and got a divorce and, but I was in the ministry when that happened. All right. Um, and it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. You know, I got sat down, you know, Bishop Palmer was a great leader. You know, he did what he's supposed to do. He sat me down and, you know, at the time I was preaching and all of this kind of stuff. And it was very embarrassing. And I remember somebody, um, told me, um, at that moment, you know, that uh, I would never, you know, well, you know, you can't preach. You're never going to preach again. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know that, um, you, you basically have forfeited, you know, whatever you think that God's going to do in your life. And, and I remember that hit me hard. It was, on, uh, it was in Southwest Philly. It was a person that we've known a family member, but it was a person that we've known for years on a block where, um, you know, my father still lives, you know, and, uh, and that really hurt me, you know, an older person. And, and, and you know, and she told me that, you know, but, you know, God at the same, as soon as she said that, it was like, God started going to work on me and encouraging me, you know, and, and allowing me to know that that's not going to be the end of my story and that he still had a plan for my life. You know, I just want to encourage somebody. I know you're just kind of interviewing me, but if you're looking at this, I don't care what you're going through. God can bring you from anything. I don't care, you know, what it is. I don't care if you was um, a crack addict. I don't care if you was a prostitute. I don't care if you got a divorce. I don't care if you got abuse in your background. If you were the abuser or whatever the case was, I don't care what you have done, what you have been through. Don't let nobody tell you that God can't use you. All right. Because God cleaned me up. All right. And he turned me around. And as they say, he placed my feet on solid ground. Amen. And I praise God that I had a spiritual leader that saw the best in me whenever someone other people saw the worst in me, you know, and he didn't throw me away. Yes, he did what he had to do. He disciplined me. And, you know, but slowly and surely he allowed God, to, you know, to 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 rebuild me and to um, to restore me because God had already shown him my future. You know, and so um, I praise God for him, you know, um, and I praise God just for having somebody, you know, um, that, that that can see the best. All right. And so he allowed me, um, you know, that that um, grace, so to speak, you know, and I got myself together. Um, and in that, you know, um, it was years, you know, before I met my my, my beautiful wife, you know, um, Prophetess Joanna. And and the, the thing about that. I'm very passionate about relationships. I'm very passionate about love. I'm very passionate about marriage um, because you're not guaranteed, you know, um, to find love. A lot of people are just, I want to get married. Oh, I want to be married again. 
that's not the thing you're supposed to be saying. You, you, I want to, I want to be in love. God, give me the gift of love. I want to find love again. All right, because a lot of times people, you know, when they have, when they're saying what they're saying, all they want to do is get in a relationship and they're going to get divorced again or separate or whatever the case is. Because it ain't about the marriage; it's about the love. You know, and you can get with somebody, anybody, and, and they'll agree to marry you, but do you love them? I'm talking about real love, like Mary J. Blige love. Real right. love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 13 love, all right, to be, mm-hmm. to be ethically based, all right? All right, and real love. And I, and I praise God, you know, uh, when I met Providence, Dr. Joanna, and I realized, you know, that she was the one and that God really, you know, has something for me, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a blessing. It was a blessing, you know, um, and I'm not just remarried just for the sake of being married or just for um, to keep it real because I know you keep it real, not just for the sake of just to have sex or not just for the sake of not to yeah. be lonely or whatever the case is. I'm in love, you know what I mean? And she loves me, you know, and, you know, and, and so God restored me, but it was one of the toughest times, you know, in my life, you know, people say, you know, divorce is like death is true. All right. When, when when you were in a serious relationship, you know, it's true because especially when you have kids involved, I won't go through all of that, you know, but you have kids living yeah. with you now, you with your kids now, another man got to be around your kids. Oh, it was tough. It was tough. You know, and then you got to still be, I'm the man of God and they looking at me, watching my response and what is he going to say? What are you going to do? Oh, it was tough. It was tough. Mm-hmm. But God restored me, you know, and then yeah. I learned, I learned a lot. You know, and so the things that you value, you take care of it. And sometimes God will allow you to lose something um, so that when he gives you what he what what he really wants you to have for eternity, for his sake, you'll you'll take care of it. You know, and so I've learned to really be careful. You know, um, you know, we have a beautiful relationship, you know, but we're not perfect. But I've learned to really be careful. All right. Because I don't take love for granted. All right. I'm not talking about just marriage. I don't take love for granted, all right? And I treat it as a diamond, you know, just the, the whole the whole thing, you know, and uh, it's not something that I want to damage, you know, and um, and so I right. praise God, you know, that he taught me, you know, um, that, you know, and uh, when we honor God, you know, in these areas of our life, he'll honor us, you know, and he has definitely honored me and that's a blessing. So he's, uh, he's a restorer. <laughs> Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I thank God for just that that beautiful testimony because it's true. It's like, you know, uh, Bishop Palmer didn't give up on you, even though he might have saw these flaws or just working through the challenges. He still, as you said, showed grace to you. And, and that means a lot when there is, you know, when you go through those challenges, you know, I remember making a, a self-inflicted decision. And it was mm-hmm. so true when you said that. And, you know, and it hurt people. And I didn't realize because I was being selfish. I was thinking about how I felt in the moment. And but I thank God when I got the chance to go back, you know, and say to that person, I didn't know you felt that way, you know, and to really think, wow, I hurt you making this decision for myself. I'm thinking I was hurt, but I hurt you. Uh, But I thank God for that restoration, because even in that, that relationship was restored. Um, I'm big on reconciliation. I try to reconcile as much as possible, as much as I can, um, you know, by the grace of God. But I thank God when you hear testimonies about men and women of God who were restored. And it is embarrassing because yes. it is embarrassing. You know, we're going to keep it real. It was embarrassing, you know, folks right. saying things and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, man. 
Um, but I'm, I thank God for, I forget what scripture it is. It's like humble yourself under the mighty hand of God yes. that he, he will exalt you in due time. Yeah. And I think about, Lord, you know what? I'm going to humble myself. Because I yes. think about if he humbled me, that might be a little might be a little bit more painful than if I <laughs> yes. humble myself. So exactly. I thank God for that. Yes, yes. So uh, Apostle Larry is also the author of three books for those tuning in on the podcast. Uh, your first book is titled Reverence for the Storm. I love that title. So tell us a little bit about the vision behind that particular book. Yes, that was the uh, very first book that I penned. Um, and um, that book came out of some of the pain that I just um, shared and more. Um, but, um, you know, basically the, the premise of the book is that when you're going through a storm, um, it's not a time to throw up your hands and, uh, and give up. All right. It's not a time to be um, to to direct um, anger at God and to direct anger at, at, um, at everything else. All right, a lot of times we should, we should throw our hands up because when we're going through the, the most toughest times of our life, a lot of times God is right behind that storm cloud. All right, uh, and that's why I said we should have reverence. All right, because when God, um, the greatest people in the Bible, you know, um, when they were going through their things, um, um, the toughest things of their life, when you look behind the, the, the cloud, God was there. When Job was going through his situation, God was basically the primary um, person um, that 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 directed it. All right, because when Satan came to to God, he never brought up Job's name. It was God that brought up his name. God said, "Have you considered my servant Job?" All right, and so you know we should reverence. We should have reverence. All right, because when we're going through some of the greatest challenges of our life, all right, it may have been that God had known that that God had God knows that you are qualified and that you are strong enough to win this battle. All right. And um, and, and so that's basically um, what the premise of that, that book is. All right. We all go through a storm. I say we're either going, we're either in a storm, we're about to go through a storm or we just came out of a storm. Mm-hmm. All right. And so a lot of times people say, well, I ain't going through nothing. I said, well, just live a little bit. All right. Because you won't go through something. All right. Whether it's health issues, whether it's, you know, spouse, whether it's your children, whether it's just your parents, your siblings, whatever you want to, you won't go through something. Whether it's your business, your ministry, you're going to go through something. All right. And at that moment, all right, um, you need to realize that Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord and that are called according to his prayer. God does not waste not one situation, not one thing that we go through. All right. So it's best just to give God glory in, in the middle of it. All right. In the beginning of it, in the middle of it, at the end of it. All right. Because um, God is watching how you respond. All right. And I believe your response, our response sometimes dictates how long we stay in these storms. Mm. All right. So when we respond correctly, all right, and we are prayerful and we're humble, all right, and and we give it all over to God, um, that storm don't last long. Amen. Amen. That is that is wonderful. So your second book was uh, Process for His Purpose and Purpose for His Promise. Oh my, that's subtitle. So tell us a little bit about <laughs> that book. Uh, was it shortly after Reverence for the Storm, or did it take a little bit more time in putting the book it together? A, it was a couple couple years after Reverence for the Storm, um, and um, I'm a big big purpose guy, you know, because I've you know I, I've seen it in my own life, you know, how everything worked together for the good, how everything was according to God's purpose, you know, and um, a lot of times um, 
um, people want to arrive at a place where God use me, God use me for your glory, God send me to the nations, God do this, you know, with me, um, but they don't want to actually endure the process, you know, and so the book is talking about the process, all right, you cannot skip the process, all right, God, yes, he wants to use you, you know, a prophet may came and laid hands on you, somebody spoke into your life, but that don't mean that tomorrow you go out there and sell your house and sell your car and you go to go to Africa somewhere or you go to, it doesn't mean that, all right, stick, all right, um, with, the, with the process, all right, because God always have a process of how he's going to do um, what he's going to do, you know, when he, when he sent Moses um, to deliver uh, the, the, the Hebrews, all right, they didn't know that they were going to go through 40 years in the wilderness, all right, they didn't know that they was going to have the Red Sea experience, they didn't know that they uh, was going to have to eat manna from heaven for all of these years, they didn't, they didn't know that they were going to have to go through all of these different things, all right, but God knew, and a lot of times, you know, well, God will tell you the end of the thing um, before he before the beginning of the thing, he'll, he won't tell you the process, um, but all you have to do is remember the word that God gave you, all right, and you will get to um, what we call promise, all right? So you're a process for his purpose, all right? There is no purpose in your life if you don't allow God to process you, all right? And after you get to your purpose, then you can make it to what we call promise, all right? God's promises are yea and amen, all right? And, and there's no devil in hell that can stop what God has promised to you as long as you stay with God, as long as you trust God, as long as you, you know, continue to put God first, you're going to make it to your promise. You're going to make it to your promise. Um, I, I like to equate, um, for example, what, what the Hebrews went through um, to, to 2019, 2020, 2021 pandemic, all right, so to speak. You know, they didn't know that they were going to go, were going to, go through a pandemic. You know, but I like to tell people now, you know, that even the pandemic can't stop God's promise. The pandemic will not stop the promise in your life. All right. But you got to rem you got to remember that God is good. He's he, he is gracious. All right. And that he wants to bless you. All right. He's not a big ogre. All right. Trying to kill you and trying to stop you. He's rooting for you. He's your biggest cheerleader, so to speak. All right. And as long as you remember that. All right. He's a caring God. All right. And he's a loving God. All right. And that he wants you. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, not to harm you. All right. Plans to bring you to an expected end. All right. Skipping some stuff in there. All right. He wants to bring you to your promise. All right. He wants to bring you to your promise. All right. So if, um, some of the some of the, the roles that you may have to go through uh, may not be, you know, what you desire. All right. But hang in there. All right. Because God is going to allow he's going to allow direction. All right, at every corner, he's going to have angels. He's going to have providence. He's going to have support. He's going to provide resource. When you need healing, he will he'll heal you. He will restore you. He will renew you. He will regenerate you. All right, and he will get you to that promise as long as you continue to walk with him. All right, so Amen. that's basically what the book is about. All right, we are process for his purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship created uh, for good works, which we were before preordained, all right, that we should walk in them. All right. And so when you look at that, we were predestined for whatever we were put here for. All right. And that's deep. All right. But we have to understand that God is he's an orderly God. Everything is already according to plan. I mean, the billions of people that are living now, the billions of people that have lived before, you know, every little single piece of creation is already in his mind. He's already thought it out. And all you got to do, you do have to, you do have a part that you have to do. And that's trust him and walk this thing out. 
stick it, stick with him, stick with him. Amen. All right, and I promise you, you know, uh, whatever purpose he has for you, you will actually live it out. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, when you were talking, sometimes I, I, I compare the process to back in the day, our parents, when they took pictures on the Kodak, they had to go to like the pharmacy or Walmart to get it developed. Right. And we used to sit there sometimes for hours because uh, back then they didn't have the instant photo or the one hour lab yet. So, you know, we had to wait. And then, you know, my mom got tired. She's like, you know what, we'll come back next week. But I, I think about how the process of that. Now everything's so quick that yes. some of us don't know that process of waiting and it bothers us. And, and I think about that development state that you talked about, um, you know, with the process, it's like, you know, the finishing picture he shows, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I have not seen the middle <laughs> at all. I have not seen, God has not shown me the middle. He didn't show mm -hmm. my husband the middle. But, yeah. you know, you're right. That step, trust in him with each and every step. Stick with him and trust him. Praise God. I love that. I love that. Amen. So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ty. No, I was just, I'm so sorry. I don't want to, however you want to do it. I'm sorry. I just no, wanna, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, you know, that's such a big thing. You know, um, you know, sometimes you just want to tell a person, listen, slow down. You know, relax. You know, um, I told somebody, just last week, I said, if God made a mistake with you, you're the first person in history that he has ever made a mistake with. God don't make mistakes. You know, you're just going through your process. You know, even when I'm talking to other, you know, we're in the ministry and we're talking to other ministers or, or prospective ministers or whatever. And I say, listen, you know, allow yourself to go through the process. All right. Because a lot of times people want to skip, you know, and then they go all the way up and they want to be. I said, you, you think God is just going to just skip you over the thousand men and women of God that has been in this thing for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and put you up there next to Jake's like, I mean, I'm not saying that he can't. I'm not saying that he right. does not right. do that. All right. But right. I say, but that can't be your spirit. That can't be your heart. He Most of the time, he's not going to do that. If you're thinking that you're all that, that you're, you know, I said, just allow yourself to be processed, you know, um, because it, um, if you, are, if you are allowing yourself um, to be processed, um, it, again, it shows your humility and then it shows um, that God can use you once he releases you to whatever whatever the promises that he had promised you. Amen. And I think we need to hear more of that. You know, men and women of God say, just slow down, you know, and I remember my grandmother, who's a, a mighty woman of God and pastor over the years, she was like, slow down. You know, and mm -hmm. it's like, no, you trying to hold me back, you know, and you know, and I'm like, you being hard on me compared to everybody else, but sometimes, you know, a little harder on the kid that you know needs to go far. Exactly. And you you don't want them to go down the same pattern, and I know that now, but yeah. it's back then. I'm like, oh, grandma trying to hold me back, you know, my mom <laughs> trying to hold me back, but it, it was in those moments where I realized now that they've been through the process. They have years, I mean, pastoring for 39 years total, but yes. there was a process through that. And she saw a lot of things and she saw yes. the betrayal and saw, you know, members leaving and stay. And so I was able to learn how to move when people leave and, and also still remain in integral and in integrity if they stay. 
Amen. Which I think those things are needed because how do we process when someone leaves and how do we, pro you know, so it's like all of that. I thank God for now coming to the realization that mama was right. Grandma, yeah. grandmama was right. Granddaddy was right. You know, so I thank God for that, for people to say, hey, slow down, relax. I know God showed you that, but just 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 slow down a little bit, you know, exactly. Uh, praise God. Praise God. So. The most recent book that you published, I finished it. I, I, I enjoyed it. I was in it. I highlighted everything. Uh, was into, <laughs> I did. I love highlighters. I love highlighters. So it was so many things that I did not know about the spirit realm. And so I was really into it and really into uh, the, especially the part about the sirens and especially the part about uh, the, 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 the prayer hours and the watch hours and things like that. So it was helping me to understand these things. So uh, tell us a little bit more about interdimensional prayer, which is your most recent book, uh, but it's been, a, been about a year and a half or so. But tell us a little bit about uh, interdimensional prayer. Yes, yes. Well, I praise God for um, this last book. Um, this last book, um, I, I think, really have been burning <laughs> um, some markets. All right. And um, I, I praise God for it because I believe that you can make the right decision with wrong information. And so God allowed me um, to put a lot of information in this book because a lot of times what people don't understand is that when we pray, prayer is not just a bunch of words. All right. And then that's it. All right. When we pray um, um, and we have a sincere heart. All right. And our prayer is actually coming from our spirit, um, so to speak, or our soul, so to speak. All right. Going into God, something is actually happening. All right. And so I explain in the book of how our words in Revelations 8. All right. It talks about um, it gives a scene in heaven. All right. And it talks about um, how. Um, God is in his throne room and the prayers of the saints are coming before him and they're mixed with the incense at the altar and the thunder and the lightning, and, you know, and I explain how prayers are things just like thoughts are things. Prayers are actual things, tangible things that can be seen in the spirit realm. All right. And so that's why, you know, um, in the spirit realm, they can tell a prayer a person that prays, an intercessor, all right, a prayer warrior, whatever word you want to give, all right, they can tell when you have spent time praying before the Lord, all right? So for your prayer um, um, to actually um, be effectual and fervent, the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, all right? First, um, you have to be pure um, in spirit. That's not purity of your own self, all right, but it's your relationship with God, all right. Again, of a righteous man, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It didn't say the person who prays their prayer availeth much. It says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. All right. And then I give different other, I give some other things in the book to, um, to make sure that your prayer is going through the dimensions necessary to literally make it to God, I, um, to, to make it to heaven, to that throne room in heaven. All right. The place where prayers go, because there is a place. I believe when we get to heaven, all right, for those that of us that will make it to heaven before Jesus return and all that, glory to God, we want to be able to walk around heaven and see how God does his stuff, all right? There is a prayer room, all right? Um, and so, but there are different dimensions. And in the book, I talk about 12 dimensions, all right? And you don't have to be a Christian, all right, to talk about 12 dimensions. Um, you could be a scientist. You could talk um, talk to people, um, 
who who study um, these type of things. Um, um, and, and they talk about the different dimensions, all right? And we know that there's more than 12, all right? But from the human um, state, from the human point of view, all right, there there is at least 12 that we can discern that we have been able to figure out, all right? And so think about it, you know, your prayer has to go through all of these different dimensions, you know, um, to make it to the place um, where God does his work, all right, and the angels do their thing, glory to God, and then the answer comes, all right, and then um, whatever the case may be, yay and, 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 and amen, all right? And so prayer is our communicating with God, all right? And then we have to also allow him to communicate back to us, all right? And then um, when we get quiet, all right, and allow him to communicate back to us, um, then sometimes, you know, uh, we have to, he will direct us to his word, all right? Because when we pray to God, we're communicating with him. But when we read his word, that's when he communicates with us, all right? And so when we read his word, all right, and then when we spend time in his presence and we get quiet after we have praised and worshiped and prayed and, and communicated with God, a lot of time that's when the download comes, all right? Mm -hmm. And so I just give a lot of stuff in, the, in, the, in this book, all right, of, of the different things that block um, our prayers, all right, and the different things that hinders our, the answers, all right? I talk about Daniel 10 in one part of the book. We all know the story um, um, when, when Daniel, um, when he prayed, all right, and um, but his his prayer, the answer to his prayer was held up by the Prince of Persia, all right? And I talk a little bit about some of this stuff in the book, all right, and it's a lot, all right, for some people. Some, some things, some parts of the spirit realm is never talked about, all right, and in the halls of Christendom, so to speak, all right, in churches, so to speak, all right. Um, and it's a shame that some of the stuff um, that I wrote in this book um, is more known by people on the other side. I'll say it like that, you know. <laughs> you know, we've ha I've, ha I've had conversation with witches, all right, and, and ex-warlocks or even some current, this and that, they're shocked that how do you know this? You know, this is such and such, this is what we do. This is what we used to do. This is what I, such and such and such, all right? And it's not being talked about, but, but again, how can you make the right decision with wrong information? All right, and so someone has to put out the right information, all right, so that Christians cannot just go around and you know and 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 foaming at the mouth and sounding looking looking spiritual and sounding deep, but really have the power and authority, all right. When they say come out in Jesus' name, it is so. You know, when I, when whatever we bind in heaven is bound on earth, and whatever we bind on earth, whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. You know, when we bind and when we loose, it is so in Jesus' name. Only way that these things can happen is if you have the correct knowledge. The, the disciples, the what we call it, some of them we call the apostles now. You know, uh, when when Jesus sent them out, they came back and they were they were surprised. Oh, so always they were basically surprised. You know, Jesus, Yeshua, you know, you you were correct. You know, um, oh, you should have seen me. You know, I told the demon to come out and, and it came out, and, you know, and Jesus was like, don't be surprised. You know, you know, basically, I told you that these things were going to happen, you know, and when you have the correct information. All right. And you believe. All right. And you're going in his name, not our name, not our own, you know, intellect, so to speak. But when we're going in his name with the right information, everything else in the spirit realm has to line up according to the authority that you have. All right, in the spirit realm. All right, and so that's what this book is about. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just giving people a little bit more information. Um, you know, what are the demons, so to speak? You know, a lot of times, you know, you know, we have ministers in, in our church, and we take them through ministers training, and we go all this kind of stuff, and you know, and we kind of blow their mind, all right, because it's not the stuff that they have 
learned, so to speak, or heard preached for 20, 30, 40 years. And, you know, a lot of just basic stuff, you know, um, and, 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 and when we talk about demons, I say, what is demons? You know, and, and they would say, well, these are um, the, Satan and his angels. And, and I have to explain like, no, an angel is an angel. All right. Um, you know, but when you break down, for example, demon, the word demon means disembodied spirit. All right. And so when we talk about um, the disembodied spirit, um, we, we're talking about um, um, when you go to Genesis six, the Bible says that the angels, the watchers, the angels, they left their place and they came down and they slept with women. And, and from them, we have gotten a, a, a race of beings called the Nephilim, so to speak. All right. And so the Nephilim lived. All right. And they, some of them lived for hundreds of years. And these were the, these were the men of, of renown, um, the Bible calls. They did great things. You know, this is where you get the, um, the Hercules and all of these different guys. All right. They were great. All right. And they lived a long time. They were kings of Egypt. They were kings. All of, they lived a hundred years. They were, they were giants. All right. Um, and they did some things. All right. But what happened is right, because they were Ill illegitimate, all right, their spirits does not go to heaven or hell. All right. And so, and I explain, all right, um, how they're, these disembodied spirits are the spirits, the demons, all right, literally that are running around, on the earth, all right, um, and and they're doing their thing, all right, Lord God. An angel does not need a body. An angel does not inhabit the body of another person. Why? Because an angel can appear to you anytime they want. A, a fallen angel or one of God's angels can appear to us anytime they want. All right, they don't come in and assimilate their bodies into your body. All right, and I explain to you know, you know, so we go through different things like that about you know what it is. All right, because how can you cast out something that you don't understand what it is? All right, and I'm mean, gonna go deal with it. Oh God! That's why you see a lot of people when they doing stuff. Ain't nothing happening. Ain't no power because the demons is laughing because they know you don't know what you're talking about, and that's mm -hmm. not your mm -hmm. thing. You know, deliverance and all of that. You know, you done heard somebody say something, and you're kind of repeating. You know, regurgitate. You know, and so again, how can you make the right decision with wrong information? All right, and so um, you know, God anointed me to be able to put certain information into this book. That's really stirring up some things, you know, and um, having even some pastors come and say, listen, I, I need to, we need to discuss this. We need to, I need to learn a little bit more. I need to talk, we need to talk about this. And, and, and I praise God for that. Um, that's what is intended. This book is in India. This book is in Pakistan. You know, this book is in Africa, of course, um, in Jamaica. Um, and it's all, it's all over the world, you know, and, um, and, and I praise God for the illumination because I believe that we are in the end times. All right. And so, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said that um, greater things shall we shall we do. All right. And this is that time. He says, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when I return. And I believe that we are slow, not slowly anymore. I used to say slowly, but we are turning that corner. We are coming through those days. And during the days of Noah, that's when you talk about the Nephilim and all of these other different things that were there. And that's why God destroyed the earth. All right. And then we have all of these demons. And that's why when you read in the Bible, you don't see anything about demons until after the flood. Mm -hmm. All right. There wasn't one encountering demons and all of that. Why? Because the demons were not here. All right. They just was fallen angels. All right. We ain't going to go through that. But anyway, yeah. And so, unclean spirits. And unclean spirits. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Praise God. So, well, y'all can so we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> y'all yeah, get the book and support Apostle yeah. Dr. Larry Burchette. And we thank God for Gospel for You Publishing. She is our, she has helped yeah. Broken Vessels, Letters to Abba as well well and her team dr george shed um you know so please be sure to support gospel for you publishing also interdimensional prayer reverence for the storm 
and process for his purpose, purpose for his promise. You can find uh, Apostle Dr. Larry Burchette's books on Amazon.com for those tuning in, as well as those catching the replay. And if you would like to support them in the ministry, as well as purchase a book on their personal website, please visit www.HarvestHouseRestorationCenter.com. And there will be a store there for you to purchase the book and support this mighty man of God and his beautiful wife as they continue on in the kingdom of God, serving and focusing on souls in these last and evil days that we are living in. My God, my God. So one thing that you did definitely encouraged um, about that transformation and how God can use us and that there's nothing, no place too far we can go that God can't restore us from. Well, is there anything else that's on your heart that you would like to say for those tuning in or those who catch the replay? Yes. And I just reiterate that, you know, a lot of times people see your breakthrough, but they don't know you've been through, you know? And so, but you know, we have all been through something, you know? And, and so in that, you know, just be encouraged, you know, because the greatest men and women of God have been through, you know, unimaginable things, that things that you would think that would disqualify them. All right. But God, a lot of times he seems like those are those are the ones that he really wants to use. A lot of times um, those of us that are dirty, so to speak, or have or, or the most dirty or the most gifted. All right. And I, I, I really um, try to encourage people in our ministry, people that God allowed me to talk to. I say, don't worry about it, brother, you know. Uh, or sister, you know, when they hear my past, they're like, oh, I didn't know. And they see me now in the robes and they see me flowing and we preaching everywhere in the yeah. books. And, you know, and that's how we get, you know, I said, but hey, you know, I'm just a man, you know, uh, and and I had, my, I had to go through my process to get to this point, you know, of who I am. So I just want to encourage somebody, you know, um, because the reason why you're still living is because God has a purpose for your life. That's the reason why you're still here. If God was, and, and let me say this, God is not mad at you. <laughs> All right. God is not so dude. A lot, I think a lot of times people have um, the wrong uh, perception of who God is. He's not some, some guy up there in his feelings, you know, like, I can't believe, you know, she did that to me. He did that. <laughs> he is not all up there in his feelings, all that. He ain't mad at you and all of that. Listen, he hates your sin. Yes. He hates our sin and he does not like, you know, um, the things that we do, especially when we are presumptuous, uh, when I say when we know better, all right, and we go ahead and we do something that we're not supposed to do. He does not like it, yes, and he'll allow your process to change to bring you back. That's called love. That's his love, all right, but he ain't mad at you. He loves you, all right, and he's up there waiting for you just to make um, the, the correct decision to come back um, towards him. And I say this, um, our success depends on our mindset. All right. I'll, I'm leave um, your audience, so to speak, with this, you know, a victorious mindset. All right. Depends on um, having the right thoughts. OK, mm -hmm. a victorious mindset depends on having the right thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you want a joyful, stress free, worry free, victorious life, I'm, I want to let somebody know that it depends on the quality of your thoughts. All right. It depends on the quality of your thoughts. All right. It says think pure things, think, think, think things that are holy, think so, think, think that are things that are that are good. 
you know, and all of that other all of the stuff that um, Philippians chapter four tells us that we're supposed to think about. You know, um, if you want to be successful in your mind, if you want to be successful in life, all right, all is all predicated on what you allow into your, your mind gate, your ear gate, or your eye gate, all right, your mouth gate, so to speak, and what comes out as well, all right, because uh, we are uh, we are basically what we think that we are, all right, and, and what I've learned over the years is that what you continually think about, you will become. Mm. <clears throat> what you continually think about, you will become. I say it like this when I'm preaching in a preacher moment, what you magnify will manifest. All right. What you magnify will manifest. So magnify Jesus, magnify God, magnify love, magnify joy, magnify peace, magnify, listen, grace, magnify the great things of God, magnify the good things of God, magnify God. As a matter of fact, lift him up and understand that he's bigger than anything that you're going through. He's bigger than your problems. He's bigger than your divorce. He's bigger than your health problem. He's bigger than your business issue. He's bigger than your money issue. He's bigger than all of that. He He wants to restore you. He's a loving God. He's a God of restoration. All right. He is a God of grace. All right. And, and if you're still living, that's grace. All right. Grace is not the is not the license to sin. Grace is not the license to be buck wild. And all, that. all right. Grace is he's giving you the ability to repent. He's giving you the ability to turn back. He's giving you the ability to be restored. All right. And so I want to encourage somebody take take full advantage of his grace on today. All right. All you need to do is just say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me for all of my sins. I know that I don't deserve you, but God, I'm asking that you give me one more chance, one more time, one more again, so to speak. I need your help. I need your help. All right. And in that, hopefully, you know, when, when you see that God is gracing you and he's turning your things around, just be thankful. Just be thankful. A lot of us, you know, we're so upset. We have, we're low, we have low self-esteem. We're so mad at the world because of things. All right. All right. But I want to encourage you. Just be thankful. All right. Just for the gift of life. All right. We don't need more things to be thankful for. We need to be thankful in more things. Oh, God. Say it again. We don't need more things to be thankful. We need to be thankful in more things. Glory to God. Praise God. I don't care where you're living. Praise God for that house, that apartment. I don't care if it's a hut. Praise God for it. Be thankful for yeah. it. Yeah. I don't care what kind of car you, you have or don't have. Be thankful. Glory to God for that car that it gets you back, that it starts up and it gets you around. I don't care. Listen, what kind of, you know, what kind of husband or wife you have. Be thankful for who God has given you. Mm-hmm. Get your eyes off other people. Glory to God. Amen. And, and water and cultivate your house. Cultivate your land, cultivate cultivate the things in your life. Glory to God. Amen. Because so many of us have made so many mistakes because that's where the enemy works with us. And he gets to start coveting and envying and start trying to be like everybody else, especially in the age of social media. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, sir. Very careful. Stay focused. Keep the blinders on. Glory to God. Amen. And just keep your eyes on God. Only what you do for God is going to last anyway. We only going to listen. This life is short. 70 years, 80 years by way of strength is what Psalms, what Psalms tells us. Right. Glory to God. All right. So we don't have that long. 
Glory to God. So don't waste your life. Glory to God. Being in malice. Don't waste your life being upset. Don't waste your life being offended. Don't waste your life being, you know, um, having an unforgiving spirit and, and, and all of these other different things. Glory to God. And man, get it right with people and get it right with God and allow God to use you. Allow God to once again to restore you. Allow God to renew you and get back on the wall. Glory to God. And man, and start allowing God to build whatever it is he wants to build in your life. Glory to God. We, we have to sacrifice, glory to God, our body, sacrifice our lives, so to speak, glory to God, amen, for him, so that he can do whatever it is that he wants to do with us. Glory to God. You don't know what to do. Somebody, I hear in the spirit, you say, well, I don't know what to do. Glory to God. Give, up, give yourself over to God. Just give up. Give up your agenda, glory to, glory to God, and say, God, you have your way. God, it's not about me. It's about you. And whatever you want to do, Whatever it is that you want to do, glory to God, hallelujah, you have full reign right now in my life. Glory to God, amen. And I guarantee you that as soon as you give up, glory to God, amen, that's when you're going to start seeing that, that, that the opportunities are going to just come in your way, glory to God, for you to give your testimony. Your opportunities are going to start coming your way for you to just, you know, be an encouragement to somebody. The opportunities are going to, are going to come your way to minister to somebody or whatever the case may be. You know, um, tell your story. You know, God, listen, he is so he is so good at this thing. Glory to God. And he's been doing this for thousands of years. Glory to God. So all you have to do is just raise your hand and say, God, I'm willing. All right. And, and then the other thing is this, you know, uh, and, and I'm. Glory to God, woman of God, amen, praise God, amen. Salvation shall always be the thing that we're here for. And if anyone don't know Jesus, glory to God, all you need to do is give your life over to him. Glory to God, amen. Because the, a lot of times what happens is we want the blessings of God, but we don't want the God of the blessings, all right? The process is, the way he had it is that he sent his son, for God sent his son, glory to God, amen. And we know his name is Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, glory to God. And so if you want the blessings of God in your life, all you have to do, beloved, glory to God, my brother, my sister, is accept him into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior, glory to God, praise God. And you can do that even right now. Just close your eyes and say, God, forgive me for my sins. I know that I'm a sinner. Lord God, praise God. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And be my Lord and personal Savior. I choose heaven. I reject hell. I choose life. I reject death. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life with the blood of Jesus. And hallelujah. And God, I'm yours. Jesus, I'm yours for the rest of my days. I'm yours. Glory to God. And if you prayed that prayer, glory to God, or if you will pray that prayer, and if you mean it, glory to God, right away, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Praise God. Amen. And that's what we're here for. Amen. Glory to God. And that's so important. Praise God. Because the things that I write about in this book, Interdimensional prayer and all of that, all these other books, glory to God. Amen. It does not work if you don't have a real relationship with Jesus, with, with God. Glory to God. Amen. It does not work. All right. So I encourage you, praise God, glory to God, amen, to get a real relationship with God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Through his son. Praise God. Jesus to Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I'm and he's and, and I believe the Holy Spirit is tugging me just to say this one last thing. Praise God. Praise God, is that the only way that you get through God is through his son, Jesus Christ. Praise God. You can't get to God, praise God, amen, through Muhammad, amen, or basically, as they say, going through to Allah, amen. Praise God, it's not the same thing. You can't get to God, amen, through Buddha. You can't get to God through Harry Krishna. You can't get to God through any other method, all right, through any other way, other than 
Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. And so the Bible says, hallelujah. Glory to God. There you go, woman of God. Praise God. Lord, Hallelujah. what is going on? Go ahead, Apostle. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Praise God. I was just, hey, just telling them about how to, how to, how to come to God, amen, that you have to come through Jesus. You can't come through any other road, amen. Jesus says the road is narrow. Praise God. The road, the road to, to heaven is narrow, amen, but the way to hell is wide. And I'll give it back over to you, and I just want to say thank you for having me. And God bless you. Oh, this thank you, Apostle. I <laughs> I said, what? I said, okay, Lord, now I know wasn't nothing wrong with this, you know, but I thank God, you know, because Apostle Larry was about to start preaching and I got my notes on thing down and, you know, and then bam, but I thank God. Thank you so much for covering your sister uh, as we got that issue handled. But again, Amen. for those tuning in and those catching the replay, you know, please be sure to support Apostle Dr. Larry Burchett Jr. He has three wonderful books out to encourage you, to uplift you, and again, point you to Jesus and to teach you of the importance of discipline in your prayer life. It is truly a wonderful, wonderful book. And to learn more, um, I think also that I think also the um, importance of um, maybe a Bible study or workbook or something like that, you know, for, for the interdimensional prayer is definitely would be a blessing. You know, I, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know what apostles working on with, with Prophetess Joanna, but you know, that, that would be a blessing because it's such a good book. So many things that I learned, um, that you're right. We don't hear about, you know, we don't hear much about it in the four walls, but I thank God that he, you know, put you on the assignment to do that because it has helped many truly. And again, if you want to support, please be sure to visit www.harvesthouserestorationcenter.com and uh, support them and all that they're doing. Um, do you have anything coming up soon? I mean, of course, we know that Harvest House is preaching and teaching and, and doing mighty things in the kingdom of God. What are your service times for those tuning in? I know there's a few people uh, in the Carlisle area that tune in. Hey Amen. We are, we are at, we have a new building. Praise God. God blessed us in the midst of a pandemic. Praise God. He blessed us with a yes. new building. My other people were not having church or having church. God bless us with a new building. So we are at 410 North Hanover Street, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Our, our um, church service is at 10 a.m. Our Sunday school is at 9 a.m. All right. Our main service is at 10 a.m. on Sundays. And on Tuesday evenings, we have prayer and Bible study um, starting at 7 p.m. All right. And then we also have other services as they come. But those are our two main services. Um, praise God. And tomorrow, um, we're going to be blessed um, by a guest speaker. Even though she's not a guest speaker, amen, it's my beautiful mother, amen, Reverend Dr. Arlene Burchett, amen, she'll be coming up from New Jersey, and she'll be our guest speaker, and then next week, my beautiful, white, gorgeous wife, Prophetess Dr. Joanna Burchett, she'll be yeah. it, then, then I'll take over the reins again from there, amen, but we're just having a good time, uh, it's amazing that we're almost at, at the end of this year, 2021, it's amazing, amazing, so it's been a beautiful year, it's been a banner year, and God is so good. Amen. And I thank you so much, Apostle Dr. Larry Brichette Jr. for being on Broken Vessels Podcast. Hubby and I truly appreciate you. We will be scheduling your wife soon. She could talk about all that God has her doing as well and be continuing to build in the kingdom of God. Uh, again, 
Harvest House Restoration Center is located in Carlisle. You know, that being in fellowship with the saints is important. I know some people prefer online. I get it. But we prefer to be in person so we can be sharpened and so we can be corrected if need be and changed. So please be sure to go out and support and that you can find them as well on harvesthouserestorationcenter.com. So I thank you all for tuning in. And Apostle, could you please pray us out as well? Definitely. And thank you one more time. God bless you, your wonderful husband. Also, your covering and man, your, your pastors, Pastor Fontaine, Pastor Veronica. I love you all. And I praise God yeah. for this broadcast. Father God, we bless you. God, we magnify you. We honor you, God, Lord, even on today, Father God, Lord. You are so awesome. God, this is the day that you have made. And we're rejoicing about it. We're glad about it. God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, Father God, Lord, for just, God, Lord, Father God, Lord, for, for Deaconess Latoya, Father God, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for her heart. Father God, Lord, and I thank you, Father God, hallelujah. Oh God, Lord, for just how you do all things well. And I pray, God, that even right now, that everything, God, Lord, that was discussed, even as this was a robust discussion, oh God, I pray, Father God, Lord, that something has been said, God, Lord, that has pricked the heart of the listener or that will prick the heart of a future listener, God, Lord, that will allow them, God, Lord, to go deeper in you, Father God, Lord, to get closer to you, God, Father God, Lord. I pray that even right now, Father God, Lord, that there will be no retaliation in the spirit realm, God, for anything, God, Lord, that was said, God, Lord, on this broadcast. I pray, God, Lord, that you would, Father God, anoint this broadcast, God, Lord, to take it even, God, Lord, from the wonderful level that it is, God, Lord, and Father God, Lord, expand it, Father God, Lord, hallelujah, so that more, God, Lord, can be blessed, God, Lord, Father, God, Lord, and so that more people, Father, God, Lord, can hear of the wonderful things, God, Lord, that is going on, God, Lord, with individuals in the kingdom. God, Lord, so, Father, God, we thank you, Lord, Father, God, Lord, because you said, Father, God, Lord, that we should seek ye first, the kingdom of God, God, and your righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. And so, as we go, Father, God, and endeavor to seek, Father, God, Lord, the kingdom, Father, God, Lord, I pray that anything that's not like God, Lord, coming against, Father, God, Lord, the woman of God and her husband in this broadcast, God, Lord, be bound right now in the name of Jesus. God, we pray, God, Lord, even, Father, God, Lord, to those that, that are looking, God, Lord, and listening, or that will listening, God, Lord, if we have entered into covenants, God, Lord, willingly or unknowingly, we pray that every demonic covenant, God, Lord, will be canceled, even now, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray any black magic, any voodoo, any obia, any juju, God, Lord, any root work, how any word curse enacted against us be bound right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, and we send it back to sender. Oh, Father, God, Lord, Father, God, Lord, loose us for your work. Hallelujah, Father God, Lord. and I pray, God, that even right now, God, hallelujah, that you're going before us and that every enemy is being scattered even now, God, in Jesus' name. So we honor you today. God, we magnify you, Father God, Lord, today. Seal up every word. Hallelujah, Father God, Lord. and continue, God, to do what only you can do even now in Jesus' name. We bless you. We honor you. We magnify you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Apostle, and thank you all for tuning in. Have a blessed evening, everyone. God bless you. Thank you. Praise God.